Hello, my name is Miruna from the Skeptics in Romania podcast and I'm bringing you the skeptical news from around the world. An investigation by British experts has finally revealed how mermen and mermaid relics may have been made. They are thought to have been made by fishermen in Japan and East Asia and were bought by sailors as good luck charms or by circus entertainers to display as curiosities. Early 20th century scientists were baffled by the specimens, with some claiming them to be mummified mermaids. It was not until March 2011 that an x-ray of the Horniman merman, affectionately known as Herman, revealed that the monkey half was in fact made from papier-mâché. Researchers from St. George's University and the Horniman Museum in London used a combination of CT scans, microscopy, x-radiography and 3D printing to reveal the secret. A New Zealand church has sparked controversy after erecting a billboard that reads Jesus heals cancer. The representatives of the church claim six of its members have been cured. The large black and red billboard was put up by the Equippers Church in Napier and has six white lines on it representing each of those who have supposedly been healed. The pastor of the church, Lyle Penisula, told the media that the sign was put up to offer hope to those who are suffering. We've seen Jesus heal people from sickness and we thought that since cancer is a big deal in our world today, we wanted to broadcast the very fact that Jesus can heal cancer. A lady we have healed had breast cancer and another man who has thyroid cancer, he was healed too. And we've had a young boy who had leukemia who was healed, said the pastor. Mr. Penisula said those who have been healed were still taking medication for their illnesses. One resident has spoken of the outrage she felt when seeing the sign since she has a three-year-old son with leukemia. I was just disgusted when I saw the sign. I just couldn't believe it. It's just shocking. I couldn't believe they could make those claims out of nowhere, said Jody Condon. She has since complained to the church about the billboard, asking them to take it down. Hercules star Kevin Sorbo decided to speak about his ordeal after turning to chiropractic to treat his sore arm. Earlier this year, Kevin spoke about his suffering at a meeting of the American Heart Association. He suffered three strokes in 1997 shortly after having his neck cracked, a technique used by chiropractors which involves a short thrust and or twist of the neck which makes an audible sound. Doctors believe that the technique, combined with an existing aneurysm in the actor's shoulder, created the problems. Hours after a routine visit to his chiropractor, the superfit actor was fighting for his life. At one point, doctors warned the sportsman turned film star, then aged 38, that they might have to amputate his left arm. The episode has left him with 10% vision loss in both eyes, frequent migraines and problems with his balance. Kevin, now 53, kept the extent of his illness a closely guarded secret until recently. I didn't want people to see what I had become, said the muscle-bound hero of the epic Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, which has overtaken Baywatch as the most-watched TV show in the world. He had none of the risk factors for stroke. And now, a warning from the UK where the MHRA is advising consumers not to buy certain herbal slimming products or herbal remedies for erectile dysfunctions because they contain pharmaceutical ingredients not declared on the label. The potentially dangerous products might be sold over the internet and could pose a serious risk for consumers. These natural products are unlicensed. The list of products can be found in the links of this episode. And now for some news in science. Astronomers may be on the verge of solving the mystery of what makes pulsars behave the way they do after observing one such cosmic object that strangely turned off for one year and a half. 
In December 2008, Fernando Camilo found a pulsar that at first seemed to be quite average until it disappeared. Camilo was unsure whether to publish his finding when the object didn't reappear after more than one year, but 580 days later he saw it again. Out of approximately 2,000 known pulsars, less than 100 stopped pulsing completely. For most of them, the cessation lasts for only a few minutes. This is not enough time for researchers to analyze the rate at which the pulsar has slowed down during its hiding period. But the new find could shed new light on the matter. Born in explosive supernova blasts, pulsars are small, super-dense stars that rotate rapidly and emit a ray of high-energy light that sweeps around like a lighthouse beam. The star's spin causes their light to appear to pulse. Over their 30 million year lifespans, the pulsation slows gradually until they finally burn out. To see if life does lurk beneath the frigid crust of one of Saturn's moons, scientists are developing a powerful drill that can melt and bore its way down to the moon's icy depths. Giant jets of ice have been spewing into space from cryovolcanoes on Enceladus, Saturn's sixth largest moon. When NASA's Cassini spacecraft flew through these icy fountains, the probe detected organic compounds that hinted at the possibility of life. But the problem with investigating cryovolcanoes for alien life is that landing directly on them is too risky. Furthermore, any potential traces of life could be destroyed from the potential exposure to the hostile conditions of space. So scientists plan to create a base on Enceladus, which would power a probe dubbed Ice Mole, which is designed to melt and drill its way down to a depth of 100 to 200 meters. It is currently being tested at the Mortarash Glacier in Switzerland. The rate of food poisoning outbreaks caused by unpasteurized or raw milk and dairy products is 150 times greater than outbreaks linked to pasteurized milk, according to new research. The studies were published last week by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the journal Emerging Infectious Diseases. But the number might just increase as a new outbreak emanating from bad raw milk in Pennsylvania, United States, has been reported. The outbreak coincides with the release of the CDC report and has already caused nearly 100 people to become ill. Pasteurized milk is not totally safe either. There were 48 disease outbreaks from contaminated pasteurized milk and cheese resulting in thousands of illnesses and one death between 1993 and 2006. The sale of raw milk, however, has led to 73 disease outbreaks, two deaths and many permanent disabilities during the same period, alarming numbers considering that raw milk constitutes less than 1% of all dairy sales. States where raw milk sales are legal had twice as many outbreaks the study found. These outbreaks may be on the rise too, the CDC says, given the growing popularity of raw milk products. In the 20 US states that ban raw milk sales, willing consumers can circumvent the laws by forming cow-sharing cooperatives or by buying raw milk under the guise of pet food. A growing body of psychology research shows that incompetence deprives people of the ability to recognize their own incompetence. To put it bluntly, dumb people are too dumb to know it. Similarly, unfunny people don't have a good enough sense of humor to tell. With more than a decade's worth of research, David Dunning, a psychologist at Cornell University, has demonstrated that humans find it intrinsically difficult to get a sense of what we don't know. Whether an individual lacks competence in logical reasoning, emotional intelligence, humor or even chess abilities, the person still tends to rate his or her skills in that area as being above average. Dunning and his colleague Justin Kruger, formerly of Cornell and now at New York University, have done a number of studies. 
We will give people a test of some area of knowledge like logical reasoning, knowledge about STDs and how to avoid them, emotional intelligence, etc. Then we determine their scores and basically just ask them how well they think they've done, Dunning said. We ask, what percentile will your performance fall in? The results are uniform across all knowledge domains. People who actually did well on the test tend to feel more confident about their performance than people who didn't do well, but only slightly. Almost everyone thinks they did better than average. For people at the bottom who are really doing badly, those in the bottom 10th or 15th percentile, they think their work falls in the 60th or 55th percentile, so above average, Dunning said. It's not merely optimism, but rather that their total lack of expertise renders them unable to recognize their deficiency. Dunning believes people's inability to assess their own knowledge is the cause of many of society's ills, including climate change denialism. Many people don't have training in science, and so they may very well misunderstand the science. But because they don't have the knowledge to evaluate it, they don't realize how off their evaluations might be, he added. Physicists at Fermilab in Chicago have improved the measurement of a subatomic particle called the W boson. Their result won't just help physicists better understand exotic particles. It also narrows the range of possible energies of the Higgs boson, dubbed the God particle in the media. To obtain their new and improved value for the W boson mass, physicists working on the collider detector at Fermilab experiment analyzed data from hundreds of trillions of particle collisions inside the Tevatron, a particle accelerator at Fermilab. Spokesman Rob Roser explained that knowing the mass of the W boson is an important number in the standard model, the body of laws that describes the dynamics between subatomic particles. It gets used everywhere in terms of calculations, Roser said. When physicists try to understand the nature of supersymmetry, prove the existence of a particle called the Z boson, or calculate particle interactions, they call upon the mass of the W. This is an important piece of the puzzle, and we know it better than we've ever known it, he said. Brian Balif, an assistant professor of biology from the University of Vermont and an international team of collaborators, have identified two new blood types, Langeris and Junior. Aside from the common ABO and Rhesus RH blood type identifiers, the International Blood Transfusion Society recognizes 28 other protein identifiers which you may either be positive or negative for. For decades, scientists have studied the origins of Langerius and Junior, which were difficult to screen for as a molecular understanding of these blood types was missing. The antigens for Langerius and Junior were present on the blood cells, but not fully understood. In an article for the February issue of Nature Genetics, Balif and his colleagues shed light on Langerius and Jr. by identifying and describing the two transport proteins responsible for the manifestation of these blood types that are very rare. Finding better blood matches, even for the small population of patients with Langerius or Jr. positive blood types, will alleviate issues during transfusion, organ transplants, or pregnancies with babies differing in blood type from their mothers, Balif has said. And now for some local news from Romania. Romania may lose Goliath, its first ever satellite orbiting the Earth. Because of an error in designing the flight stabilizing system, the microsatellite may start spinning out of control and stop functioning altogether. The project's coordinator, Mugurel Bolan, insists that this will not happen and Goliath will stabilize in time. 
The satellite is in a phase of stabilizing in orbit. Technically speaking, as time passes, the satellite's rotation around its own axis will diminish due to the effects of aerodynamic threshold, of solar pressure and of other factors, said Mugurel Balan. After the satellite's launch, researchers managed to establish contact with Goliath only after five days. The Romanian microsatellite is a first for the European country, measures 10 centimeters in length and weighs 1 kilogram. This was Miruna for The Skeptical Reporter. This show was recorded today, the 29th of February, 2012. Thank you for listening.